Welcome to the Mercy Community Group Leader Podcast. Mercy Community Groups exist to become more like Jesus together. We are in a month of still desiring the gifts, practicing that within our community groups, and we'd love to hear how that's going. Send us your questions, any ways that we can be praying for you, and especially the ways that God is moving within your group. Now, as a reminder, we have our April 6th training coming up. It's on discerning the gifts, how to know how we're gifted by the Spirit, how to help others know how they're gifted by the Spirit, how to know the difference between the spiritual gifts. That's all going to be covered in the upcoming training on April 6th. We have sent out the RSVP by now. It's in your inbox, and so be sure to fill out that RSVP and send it in. With these podcasts, every single week we're going to be trying to tackle a discipleship topic for you as a community group leader and also a practical issue all within 10 minutes. And so this episode, we're going to be talking about setting high expectations for your group gathering, which really is setting high expectations for your group in general. How to, I guess, raise the bar of expectation of what God can do and breaking out of maybe an apathetic state if you're finding your group in kind of just a, a stale or backsliding place. We hope that this episode encourages you. And then on the practical issue, we're going to be talking about closing down for community. By that, we mean when your group gets large enough, shutting the doors so that you can go deep in discipleship, how to know when to do that, why we do that, and kind of the heart posture you should be taking into that. So setting high expectations, closing down for community, that's where we're going in this episode. Corey, why don't you lead us out in talking about how group leaders can set high expectations within their groups. Yeah. So one of my roles here at Mercy is to train new community group leaders. And one of my favorite parts of it is teaching and encouraging and talking through how to set high expectations for your group to start really well at the beginning. And like Joey said, even if you've been meeting for years or months or whatever, this is not too late for you to go back and set those high expectations for your group. And these aren't high expectations for necessarily the people in your group, but a high expectation that Jesus is going to move and he's going to change lives. And as we say, each week, community groups exist to become more like Jesus. Is that an expectation that you carry into each group meeting? One way that you can definitely do this is through making prayer not transitional, but transformational. So if you're just starting and ending each week with a quick prayer, that isn't putting the emphasis on the fact that Jesus is the one who is changing hearts, who is changing lives. And we've talked about this on Pray on the Spot, but when someone brings a need, do you immediately say, let's take that to the one who can do something about it? Or do you just say, okay, we'll pray for that at the end? That leads out an expectation. Are there moments in your group meetings that you're relying on the Spirit? Do you take time to pause and to listen to what the Spirit has to say? Right now, we're spending time on um, desiring the gifts of the Spirit. And listening to the Spirit, that is part of desiring more of Him and more of His power. Um, but we as group leaders, we do we have group leaders who do this really well. And the consistent theme is that they leave space for the Spirit to mm-hmm. move. Um, but as leaders... We set the tone for what our group is going to expect. If every week we read straight from the guide and don't leave room for prayer and for words of encouragement to be shared from the word, and um, yeah, then we just in turn are telling our people that is what they can expect every week is just a reading of a guide and a sending off with a transitional prayer. Um, but because we exist to become more like Jesus together, 
we expect much from our time together as believers, as we sharpen one another, as iron sharpens iron, we want to be made more like Jesus. Um, so yeah, that's, I love encouraging leaders in that and would love also if you guys have ways that you are making much of your time together and expecting Jesus to move, would love to hear more of that. Yeah. I think it, last uh, episode we talked about desiring the gifts for yourself before you lead yeah. your group to desire the gifts. And I think it's the same here before leading your group to be expectant, be expectant yourself. yourself. Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things is expectant prayer leading up to the group gathering. I think of like, if God answered all of your prayers before your group gathered for your group gathering, what would happen in your group? Mm. And we want to pray in such a way that heaven would come down. Like the kingdom would come on our group gathering if God answered all of our prayers, but not just expectant prayer leading up to the group and really asking God to move, but also like Corey mentioned, spontaneous on the spot prayer within the group. Whenever you see a moment for God to come in and move and empower to stop and to pray, especially one moment in this is huge is just opening with prayer. We have this part in your guides right now where we're doing this, but don't just walk through that part of the guide and say, all right, we need to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to come. This is a key moment of consecrating this time for the Lord and asking God to meet with you. Here's the difference. It's it's either your group is either going to be a, a human discussion mm-hmm. merely, or it's going to be an encounter with the living God. And to encounter the living God should be the desire of a group. Psalm 27, four, if you could ask one thing as a group leader, what would you ask? The one thing should be that you would gaze at the beauty of the Lord. This should be the one thing that your group desires above all things. So that's a little bit about expectation and setting that as a group leader. Now I want to shift into a topic of conversation that Corey and I have with you group leaders all the time. Whenever we plant a new group, uh, we're already setting the expectations for it because inevitably it's going to come up sometimes after even the first group link. When do we close down for community? In other words, when should we shut the door? We want more people to come in. We want to reach people for Christ. We want to open our doors and be hospitable. So it feels bad to say, hey, for right now, we're going to stay locked in on the amount of people that are in the community group. But for doing what we believe we're called to do as group leaders, to become more like Jesus, there are points when it's necessary to say, hey, we've got 25 people coming in and out of this group. We need to, in, in a way, shut the door so that we can go deep in discipleship. How you can think about it is that there's a difference between opening and going, mm-hmm. which is how it can be in a lot of groups of we just leaving the door open, but people come in and out. Sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not because they can get lost in the crowd. There's a difference between opening and going and shutting and sending. By shutting and sending, I mean that we shut the doors, but we shut the door with the aim and desire to for the Holy Spirit to identify people in our group who he's calling us to send out and plan a new group. This approach of shutting and sending is not just key for planning groups, but it's absolutely required for going deep in discipleship. So our recommendation, and it's not a hard and fast rule, you don't need to feel guilty if you have like 16, 17 people, but we've seen that about 12 to 15 people in any group roster is really ideal for this kind of depth in discipleship. It's because bigger than that or larger than that in 20, 25, 30 people on the roster It's so many people that you're not even going to really be noticed if you don't show up. And so you see 
um, in those groups that are so big, often people go once a month or you know twice a month because if they don't show up, it's not a really big deal. But with 12 to 15 people, you're noticed if you don't show up. It, it really is clear when you're not there. It's also enough for about four D groups, which is, I think, a healthy kind of division or, or breaking up within D groups within your group. Um, if you get more than that, often you can just slip out without being noticed. Now, the only way this works of shutting the door is if you have an Acts 13 mindset of, uh, just like the church in Antioch, worshiping the Lord and fasting, and the Holy Spirit said to them, set apart for me Saul and Barnabas to the work to which I've called them. When we shut the door, we need to always be mindful of, has the Holy Spirit especially gifted anyone in this group to go out and lead and shepherd? And often this can feel kind of, I guess, uh, opposed to a desire for deep discipleship and becoming more like Jesus together. But the vision here is sending out a group and then in a way becoming like a sister community group with them. So if you send someone out of your group to plant, let's say you're in Valentine and you send a group Mm -hmm. out to plant in Valentine, instead of seeing that as just a goodbye and you'll never see them again, you should actually see it like a partnership. Yeah. Let's together become more like Jesus and disciple the people in Ballantyne and Matthews and Weddington. That's the vision of having these planted but sister partner community groups all within the same region. That's the hope. Right. And as someone who is just connecting people to community groups, uh, yeah, shutting the door can feel like a tension to know we have new people, but just know that by you going deep in discipleship, these closed groups um, can multiply and plant out with mature and healthy group members. So thank you guys so much, and that's all.